Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they What an excellent day for an exorcism. You wouldn't be able to do these awful things to me if I weren't still in this chair. But you are, Blanche. You are in that chair. Who's in the box? Put the gun down, baby. Oh, what's in the box? Give me the what's gun. in the box? Give me the gun. Wolves have a territorial range of about 300 miles, and they can range of 30. If we're close to their den, and if we're within that radius, then they'll come after us. Well, how can we tell if we're close? We can't. What in God's name are you talking about? Yes, sir, Mr. Thornton. The son of the devil. He must die, Mr. Thorne! You do not want to go that way. What's that way? Officer, sir. You do not want to go that way. We're going to the mall. Hello, Dexter Morgan. Hello, welcome once again to... Dark Discussion, your place for discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that is fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. and with me in the state of Michigan. Zerk! Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Very good, very good. And, and in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Doing good. And in the state of Michigan? That was me. I already went. Oh, you're right. In the state of Missouri, I saw another M. Another M. Paul M's. Yeah, yeah, it sounds too familiar. Um, this is Kevin. In the state of Missouri? Kevin, yes. how are you, sir? The state of Missouri. I'm. It's from state of Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm Missouri, not Missouri. The way, Missouri. The way this, <laughs> and I'm in misery. The way, the, the way this, uh, the, the way this episode's going, I don't think we're going to have a good episode. <laughs> you, you completely <laughs> lost control, uh, Phil. You completely lost control. I did. I did. We're doomed. <laughs> anyway, um, for folks who have stumbled upon us, uh, we are the Dark Discussions Podcast which is part of the Dark Discussions News Network at www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, it's a website that has multiple podcasts, including uh, release notices and articles and things of that nature. Um, you can also email us at darkdiscussions at aol.com or email us through the menu on darkdiscussions.com, the website, under the uh, menu choice, Contact Us. Um, we also have some other things on that uh, website. Eric, what, what would that be? Uh, well, they can find a link to our Patreon account on the website. Patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like podcasters. Producing the show is not free. We have to pay for things like server hosting, websites, uh, movie rentals, computer equipment, and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to help off, off if you'd like to help offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. Uh, for every $5 a month that you care to donate, you'll have the chance to submit a topic for us to possibly do a show on. All the submissions from our patrons are uh, drawn at random on a quarterly basis to pick one to do a show about. So uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions or follow the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. 
Indeed, indeed. And uh, we did have about uh, $350 worth of bills in the past two weeks where uh, we had to re-up our uh, test website uh, to get another year for that where we do a lot of the programming and then move it to the, the main website. And then uh, also the the hosting fee for our uh, podcast where we host our podcast in the great cloud of the internet. Uh, we had to pay another $150 or so on that. Uh, so anything that people would like to donate would be greatly appreciated. Uh, but uh, either way, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, one thing you can do that is free is you can go to uh, iTunes and you can read, you can leave us a review, uh, which would also be greatly appreciated. Um, now, what Actually, we are Paul, here. Not, not to be a jerk, but technically iTunes doesn't exist anymore. It would be Apple Podcasts. I need to use that. That that is true. That is true. Uh, iTunes, I think, still does exist, doesn't it? But it's, no, no, no it's not. There's Apple Music or, and there's Apple Podcasts. And then Apple Movies? And Apple yes, Apple it's all been separate. Uh, so iTunes, the actual term iTunes is, has been defunct now. There is no app named iTunes that you can get anymore. How about that? How about that? All right, so uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts and re- leave us a review, which is free. I'm sure everybody uh, knows that. Yes, yes. I don't know. I have <laughs> iTunes installed, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Is that a Windows machine? Have... Yeah, it's a Windows machine. No, okay, that figures. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, anything, uh, whether it's uh, uh, Patreon or iTunes, I mean, Apple Podcast Reviews, uh, greatly appreciated. And also email, too. We'll read your email on the podcast. Um also, for folks who are curious about uh, what Dark Discussions is, Dark Discussions is a weekly podcast that reviews films such as horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrills, texture, thrills, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, farm films, uh, cult films, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Um, also, for folks who are curious, today is June 23rd, 2022, that we're recording this, because some of our listeners, like Pam, are always curious when we record our podcast, because sometimes they are not released immediately after they record it. Sometimes they take a few weeks to come out, or even longer. And astute listeners will notice that uh, longtime co-host Mike is not present tonight, and uh, if Pam, here's the date. She should know why. It is, indeed. Uh, it's basically because we're all old, and my <laughs> wife is retiring. So it's a retirement party, which means we're all old. So, anyway. Indeed. Yes. Um, all right. So uh, that's pretty much uh, who we are and what we do here. Uh, if we have time at the end of the podcast, we will... Uh, uh, discuss, you know, what we've been watching or things in the news that are related to horror and genre stuff. Um, and uh, also some house cleaning stuff as well as our final thoughts on our topic tonight, which leads us to our topic tonight. So, uh, Eric, uh, what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight we're going to be talking about a <laughs> Nordic movie uh, currently available for rental on video uh, called The Innocence.
Nie. Wszystkie miejsca, no. That's right. Uh, the film is called The Innocence. Uh, it is a, a, a direct translation uh, from Norwegian, which is De Uskidich. I think that's how I pronounce it. I probably destroyed it, but I translated it through my online app, and sure enough, uh, this is the actual title, The Innocence, uh, in English. Uh, it's directed by Eskil Voigt, who... Um, is better known as the screenwriter. However, uh, he's directed two films, including one called Blind, which uh, I actually have the, the DVD of Blind, as a matter of fact. Uh, I have not watched it yet, but I bought it when it came out about four years ago because it looked pretty awesome, and it's just collecting dust along with a bunch of other discs that I haven't watched it. Um, and then, of course, this film here he's directed as well, uh, The Innocence. Uh, he's also uh, written the screenplays for such films as Reprise, Oslo, August 31st, Louder Than Bombs, and the genre effort that I was all excited about and uh, wanted to do an episode on it. And Eric said, Phil, take a break. Watch it first. Don't think it's going to be the best film ever. Uh, it was called Thelma, and it wasn't the best <laughs> film ever. And <laughs> so both me and Eric said, yeah, we'll pass. Yeah, so we, we, we passed. Uh, so, um, just, just of, of note, as long as you're talking about the director, he, he did win uh, Best Direction at uh, Fantastic Fest last year for this movie. For, for this film here? Yes. For this film here? Yeah. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, because uh, Blind uh, um, what was, was pretty popular for the indie art house group before and then I had no idea about this film and uh, how about that I won some boards so we'll, we'll talk about that uh, later um, and uh, both this film and Blind have both received fantastic reviews so his two directorial uh, releases have received fantastic reviews um, and he won for best uh, screenwriting award for Blind at Sundance as well as Best Film at Berlin International Film Festival. So both of his films have done pretty well at legitimate uh, film festivals, not those mom-and-pop 
ones, but real ones. Um, all right, so I guess we can get into uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. Uh, the reason I'm not listing any of the actors is because they're all mostly children or unknowns to any of us because uh, it is a Norwegian film or what <laughs> so they all like have Norwegian names that are extremely difficult to pronounce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or what what we would always call them are all Swedes anyway. So um, <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they 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 are oddly difficult names to, pro- to pronounce compared to the usual Norwegian names, which aren't as difficult. That's uh, interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into uh, what we heard about this and what we thought about it. So let's start with you, Eric, since uh, this is the one film that you brought to our attention. Um, I heard about it. I think I first heard about it. Um, from an Australian YouTuber um, talking about this movie because uh, she had the opportunity to watch it last year when it was doing the festivals. Um, and she gave it high praise, and, and it got my attention. Um, so I've been patiently waiting for it to come out uh, on VOD, and it finally did, so I checked it out with Dan and Susie. Um, I, I really like this movie. Um, I found it interesting um, because the, the child actors in this movie I thought were exceptional, uh, which is not always the case. Um, in particular, there's, there's one girl who, uh, the character is autistic. Um, and I don't know if the actress is autistic or not. Uh, if she's not, she did a really good job of portraying it. Um, so yeah, great, great child actors. And I also thought, um, this is this is a minor spoiler, but it's really uh, what the whole movie is based upon. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say it, which is that basically these children are discovering they have uh, mind powers, um, to put it simply. And in a lot of movies like this, like that, there's that one um, several years ago, uh, found footage called Chronicles, I think, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. where where the children that discover their powers. Um, are, you know, all of a sudden Superman. Um, and this movie was a lot more subtle than that. Uh, and and I, I found it much more interesting because of that. You know, they're starting off with small potatoes, barely realizing what's going on uh, and are trying to figure out what they can do. Um, and then it uh, parts into the real horror of the film. Uh, and I found the whole thing really well constructed. Uh, and I'm looking forward to discussing the climactic scene with you guys because I took it differently upon a second viewing than I did upon my first viewing. And I want to see what you guys think. So, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed this film personally. All right, sounds good. And uh, one thing that you didn't mention between this film and Chronicle is, uh, unlike Chronicle, which were uh, high schoolers, uh, these children were elementary schoolers, which was... True. Uh, yes, makes it more interesting, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, let's go with you, uh, Kevin. Well, I heard of this movie because you told me about it. <clears throat> you said, "Kevin, we're doing this movie this uh, Thursday, and are you in?" So I took a quick look and I said, "Sure, why not?" And my impression of the movie is is that it was well done. That the kids the Kids acted very well. Um, it just there, there's one or two. Uh, there's one, pretty much one scene that disturbed me very, very much. 
uh, maybe want to reach into the screen and, and strangle the kids. Um, trigger, trigger warning for sure on animal violence. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes, I, I was. I optimist. I was triggered. I was very triggered. If I saw that kid doing that, I so help me God, I would have punched his lights out. <laughs> uh, right. And then kept on going. I mean, seriously. Um, but yeah, it was awful. With that, um, well, with that, uh, but the thing is, is that the, like I said, like I mentioned, that the the kids, though, acted really well, um, and I was just impressed on the, the, at first, the storyline seemed kind of slow, but then it, it, it really, it built up pretty quickly. All right, that's is that all it? I have to say. That, that's all I got. All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I heard about this film uh, through Eric. He mentioned it like three or four weeks ago um, during one of what you've been watching. Um, and I kind of um, forgot about it because the title is kind of generic. Um, and then uh, uh, he suggested it for this week. And uh, like always, I'm, I'm always willing to go in blind for anything. Um, though um, Eric's last suggestion, which most people liked, called uh, Fresh, I was horrified with. And so I should have prepared myself a little more now that when Eric <laughs> picks films, so I have to be very careful. Um, um, I think that was my last so suggestion. I'm uh, pretty sure I also brought the sadness to the table. Oh, you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one, that was that's true. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so two out of three. No, but on seriously, on this film here. Um, so I was watching it, and um, yeah, I, I was absolutely horrified. Uh, exactly the same reason that, that Kevin was horrified. I was so upset that I had to text Eric and said, "You're an asshole," and I <laughs> can't believe you made me watch this film. And what this, this is terrible, worst film ever. I'll never. This is terrible film. And then I'm still watching. And then this was as horrifying, in my opinion, as uh, the cat scene. And I was like, God damn, Eric. And then, uh, but eventually, eventually I, I, I was a little more okay. I, I relaxed a little bit, even though it made me disgusted. Um, and uh, the film is pretty decent. It's pretty good. Um, it is um, well acted, as everybody said. Um, it's most certainly did its job in horrifying because I, I was absolutely horrified. Um, I, it's, it's a strange film because there's no rhyme or reason why the, the children have powers and we don't find why, but mm-hmm. we do know that when they're all together, it's what brings it out for some reason. Um, and it's also interesting too how they have the various personalities of the of the the four youngsters uh because um it, we're not just watching them with powers or and whatnot we're also watching them turn into um people and what type of people yes. they'll turn into whether they turn into uh good people or sociopath monsters or whatever um and so that was an interesting aspect of the film to see 
uh, what are generally um, um, children that probably aren't baptized yet. So if you want to look at it a religious way, um, they still have the original sin. And the question is, will they become uh, good or bad? And, and it, was, it was very interesting. Uh, so I would recommend the film versus my original reaction, which was burn this film to the ground. Um, but <laughs> I would put a warning, and for example, uh, uh, tra- trigger warning is absolutely yeah. Yeah, I will warn co-host Sean Fox and co-host Amy uh, Rain uh, for other podcasts uh, to not watch this film. Do not watch this film for the trigger warnings. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, uh, but it's a good film. I wish you warned me for crying out loud. I mean, you feel it. it, it was it was not i mean it upset me too <laughs> yeah well actually kevin i hadn't seen it yet when i recommended it to you yeah kind of uh, hard to warn you if you don't know <laughs> i know i yeah. know well I yeah mean, I it was, was only and too while i i was chatting with you too while i was watching it and i don't know if you did you see it when i was texting you yeah i, I saw, saw you texting me yeah no, no, no. I mean, have you, did you already see the movie? When oh, I was yeah, texting? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had seen it like a day before or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if yes. you were watching it like at the same time or you had already seen it or something like that. But, oh, yeah, I, I was, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah when, when I suggested yeah. it to you, I had not seen it. And then I saw it. Oh, yeah, it. sure. Oh, I believe and it. Then, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sounds good. So uh, let's go with you, Bert. Um, so I am the resident don't like subtitles person. Um, I'm not big on them just because I have a hard time. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I just have a really hard time with subtitles because I get distracted. But the there are movies where it disappears for me, and every movie we've watched this year that's had subtitles has worked that way for me. So that's really good because there are usually movies I want to see but don't because – there's subtitles, and now I have to. So I'm <laughs> um, seeing some movies that are turning out to be really good, and this is no exception. This is a really, really good movie. Um, the kids are amazing. I think the story's really well told. And, yes, there are parts that will make you angry. Um, it's it's a very interesting film for all the reasons that everyone has already expressed, and we will get into all of that in our discussion, but I give it a thumbs up for sure. Okay, sounds good. Uh, all right, so uh, with that, Eric, uh, do we have a wiki or IMDb? Wiki, wiki. Uh, during the bright Nordic summer, <laughs> a group of children reveal their dark and mysterious powers when the adults aren't looking. In this original and gripping supernatural thriller, playtime takes a dangerous turn. That's decent. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I can't complain about that. Um, all right, so uh, for folks who are new to the podcast or our regulars, uh, basically what we do here is we review films, but we also critique and dissect films. Uh, as uh, some of the co-hosts have already said, I uh, can't wait to dive into this film and talk about certain things, including the ending. Um, so what we do here is we talk general for first, and then we throw up a spoiler alert and then do our critiquing and dissecting and talk about everything and anything so the film will be spoiled. Uh, so if you have not seen the 
film and you're interested, uh, as Eric mentioned, you can rent it anywhere, uh, at least in the United States, uh, as a VOD purchase or rental. Uh, I actually um, purchased the film myself. Um, so uh, there you go. Now, uh, before we get into the spoilers, we will have our non-spoilery section. So uh, what do we want to start and discuss it first? Anybody have any general stuff they wanted to bring up? So I thought well, it was... I... Oh, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, yep. it, I, at first, I really... one of the, there's, There was one character I did not like, but as the time... as the, it, it was the... the uh, hang on a minute, I got her name. Um, Ida. Ida. Ida, yeah. when you first see Ida, she is a royal jerk. I mean, there is. I was going to say no the same thing. She, just saying it's it funny. She is just a nasty younger sister, you know, and the thing is, is that as time goes on, we, you know, she gets. Um, she her character improves. That's the best way yeah. I can say it. I mean, she's not she's not the greatest, but I mean, she's still she she becomes a better person uh, through, well, through the movie. And, huh? you, you're right, man. There's there's reasons we'll talk about in the spoilers. Oh yeah, and um, and again, the the girl that played Anna, the 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 autistic sister, uh, I thought she did fantastic and it was and I she was my favorite character I have to confess she was my favorite character out of a lot of them um, just by some of the things she just by some of the scenes that we see in there like the, the scene in the woods um, you know when she stands up to Ben I mean this isn't too spoilery so it's you know she stands up to Ben and you know, and it's like you wonder, is it because somebody like Aisha, who has a really good bond with her, you know, is it because if, is it because Aisha is in there, you know, there, or is it just her on her own? Um, so yeah, it's the this is a and try and after after okay, that's I'm anything more I'm going to start doing spoilery stuff, so I'm going to back off. All right, sounds good. Uh, Barrett, you're going to say something. No, I just was going to say the exact same thing about Ida. I really like her character arc. Um, I think it's it's really a good one, and it's not something – it's very nuanced, and you don't usually see that in a child of her age in in a movie, Do, <laughs> you know, having, having that kind of a plot line. So that, that I thought was very impressive. Yeah, I, I, I guess is the nominal lead. Um, even though it is an ensemble cast, um, I think it's her story, mostly, but um, the other characters obviously do have uh, important roles to play as well. Um, I also like the fact that the adults um, don't just disappear. Um, they're, they're actually important parts of, of the film. Unfortunately, um, they're there to, I guess, put the glue to, you know, why, where are these little kids? Uh, well, a weaker film, I would think, would just have the, the little kids and follow their story and, and as if the parents didn't exist, uh, as we've seen in, in some other films. But this one here, um, they would have interludes where the parents would be there, where they would 
parent home, uh, the concerns of the parents, and and things of that nature. Um, yeah, I think that's so really important to the. Yeah, I think that's really important to the story. Like they notice damage and things like that. It just doesn't go unnoticed. Like you know, the, like you said, like they don't exist. Um, they notice things that hurt the children. So that I think that's an important part. I also want to mention um, that in addition to the girls in the movie, uh, Sam Ashraf, uh, who plays Ben, uh, even though we come to really despise <laughs> that character, <laughs> um, the boy playing the part is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, because not only is he, you know, doing the doing the antagonist role, um, but he's also clearly still a child and doesn't have a full grasp of everything that he's doing and shows clear regret after some of his actions. Uh, and I thought the job that the young actor did in portraying all that was really, really great. Yeah, it's amazing how I could you know what's somewhat... Funny? I was just going to say it's amazing how he could somewhat make me empathize for him just a tad bit. No matter how much I despised him, I still felt bad for him in a way. I I would have to say that I felt his empathy empathy or or sadness was more feeling sorry for himself, not feeling sorry for what he did. Because as most sociopaths, when they get sad or depressed, they're sad or depressed about themselves, not about what they did. So when he's crying for his mummy... It was more because he's sad for himself. I, I, so I didn't have any empathy for him ever um, because of that, because he, he was truly what I know as a sociopath, where their sadness and depression and worries are all personal, not regret. At least that's how I felt. Uh, Kevin, you were going to say something? Well, I mean, I even though I couldn't stand the kid, I um – I, I did have a little bit of sympathy for Ben because he was he, he's abused. You know, uh, there there are scenes in the movie where like he's he's walking around without a shirt on, and there's this huge bruise on his side, which is obviously from a looks like from a fist. And you know, when he's talking with his mother, and he's kind of a little, he's kind of like he's having one of his power moments. You know, but he looks out of it. And the mother grabs him really hard by the jaw, and you know, so I mean, it's it's obvious that he's being well. I mean, just because you get grabbed by the jaw doesn't mean that's abuse. But when you see the bruise like that, and you oh, see, it was abuse. She was abusing him. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying, if you saw that alone, you thought, okay, that's that's not that that's. I, I don't know if I would consider that like abuse i mean maybe a bit rough but abuse but when you saw the big bruise on his side then you know okay this kid's abused and you know it's the thing is is that he he was he was set off very quickly you know he had his own trigger moment and the thing is is that i think just because he's abused and it's obvious and also you, you know you get the kids like the older kids pushing him around and making fun of him you know, you you have there there is a sense of okay, I can understand doing some of the things that you did. Um, well, some of them, not all of them, but the thing is, is that like the whole cat scene only just makes it look like he's a serial killer and uh, uh, 
serial killer in progress, like a developing right, serial right. killer, you know. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and the thing is, is that I mean, it's obvious that he is because he's been put down so much. It's now that I he's like I have power now, and I'm gonna make I'm, I'm gonna exercise it, and I'm gonna make people fear and respect me. Oh, excuse me, fear and respect me. Uh, the way, you know, especially those who have picked on me. Well, and he, he's at that age where he doesn't understand restraint either. So, well, and that's that's part of the point I was trying to make there. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue against Phil's sociopath point because I, I think the kid is a sociopath. However, he's also a child uh, with a not fully developed brain. And I don't think he has a full understanding of the ramifications of his actions when he's doing them. And that's what I thought was portrayed really well. Well, you know, that, that's, a, that's a good point, too, Eric. I mean, obviously, um, someone that comes from an abusive family uh, are more apt to uh, develop um, issues that most of us wouldn't um, and sometimes are even created as sociopaths because of, of environment, never mind genetics. Uh, but I do feel that even if his brain isn't developed fully, meaning just because he's a kid, um, we we can argue that all of us, or you know, well, we probably all grew up in good families, but but any any anybody at that age, uh, not everybody at that age kills animals, or right. uh, and that's what and, I'm saying. Both, so, both things can be true. Yep. Yeah. Right, right. And even the bully scene, I mean, to be honest, the bully really wasn't that mean to him. I mean, it was one scene. It was like, I have your ball. Do you want your ball? Do you want your ball? And that's it. It wasn't like some of the bully scenes we've seen in, in American films where they're really bu- bullies. No, no but uh, clearly he overreacts to a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> and one, person's, one person's severe is another person's not severe. I mean, it. It's all in how you take it. It's, you know, he's at an age where maybe it's hitting him harder. So I I don't like to judge, you know, how bad it is because you don't, you're not there. You're not in that person's shoes. Well, well, if you compare it to other bully scenes we've seen, it's it's nothing. But but also uh, the reaction that he has later is obviously over the top. And I don't think anybody would, would agree that his action was was uh, a valid reaction to. No, I didn't say that. Oh, I, I didn't say you did say that. I'm not okay. Saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's people that be saying it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I wasn't, I wasn't putting any words in your mouth. I mean, when I was in elementary school, like at my bus stop, I got massively bullied by the kids that were there. Some, a lot of the older kids that were there. I mean, it was, and the thing is, like, I'm sitting there thinking, if I had these abilities, I, I don't think I'd go that far. You know, I mean, some of, mm-hmm. I mean, I would push back, I would, you know, do some things, but I mean, breaking of bones, no, I would not do that because I know if I did that, I'd feel awful, and I, I don't know. I guess I just knew better. Yeah, I'd like to think that about myself too. Yeah, I actually forgot about that. The bone breaking because that was yeah, that was, that was that really hard too. Too. So uh, <laughs> that was another kid. That was another yeah. kid. That wasn't even the bully. That was like a different bully or, or a different kid that bothered him, and he just 
He's just horrendous. I forgot. Yeah, that, that makes me even. Maybe we awesome. should move into the spoiler area because yeah, it's hard because to we're talk about. Fun spoiling things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anything else? Right, you so we'll, we'll just throw, throw before, up the spoiler, before a spoiler flag. No, I guess we can throw up the spoiler. Sounds good. All right. Cool. All right, so we can talk about the flag everything. is now uh, up. Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think right, he so goes we'll further further than anybody would that anybody thinks they would in 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 this movie. He's definitely disturbed. He's not been treated well. He's pretty young, uh, no restraint. So he's he's dangerous individual, especially to have, have that kind of power so quickly. Um, if, you know, he starts out being able to move a a little bottle cap <laughs> with his mind. Um, and then it moves into taking control of people and all sorts of interesting avenues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, usually I try to find empathy and, and various roundings of, of characters and films and, and their thoughts and actions. But you know, I mean, whether or not that, it appears that he came from a uh, home that his mother punched him or something, which is true. Um, fortunately, that was off screen, most of it. Um, but his actions when he's with his quote-unquote friends and when he's alone, um, it's just, just a, a terrible. Um, and and as, as you said, uh, Kevin, uh, you know, killing animals obviously is the first thing of a serial killer. Um, he has no issues doing these terrible things. Um, and when he does have his breakdowns, I feel it's, again, him feeling sorry for himself, not for regrets. Um, and the, the thing that really bothered me about the animal killing was it was an animal that trusted him and and liked him and so exactly yeah and so, yeah and, and and that pissed me off because when when you take something whether it's a child or a person or an animal that at least loves you or respects you or has faith in you or has trust in you and then you abuse it or in this case eventually kill it um that and, and then not have any empathy later um, shows me that this kid is, is most certainly um, pure evil in the sense that he's, he's a true sociopath, pure psychopath, and a very dangerous person. And he reveled so, in uh, it. He didn't just, yeah. I mean, he was like, wow, did you hear that crunch? When he crushed its skull yeah. with his foot. I right. mean, it's... Well, and, and so I don't, I don't think anybody's trying to argue with you that he's the bad guy of the movie because there's no doubt he definitely is the bad guy of the movie. Um, he's just also a child who's in a bad situation at the same time. Yeah, because you see in one point where he gets mad because somebody laughed at him, and then for a, a scene with his mom, she does the same thing with him. You know, you can see that she's starting to get really mad at him for, for laughing at her, and you know, you see that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but you know, and, and you're right, Eric, and you're right, Barrett. But to Ravel in killing the cat and 
breaking some kid's leg, it doesn't make me feel sorry for him, even though you're right, he is in no, a situation. And, in other words, and, they, they are exclusive. You're, you're, you're right. He's a sociopath. He doesn't understand those things are wrong. Yeah, and what I was saying earlier was I felt some sympathy for him. I, you know, I feel sorry for him, but that doesn't mean that I know, don't, don't know he's insane and cuckoo. I mean, he's definitely not healthy. He needs help, seriously, and he has no one in his life to get him that help. That's the really unfortunate part. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel sorry for, for, for the that he's in a family that is abusive. So absolutely. So I, I concur with you on that. Otherwise, I, I don't have any sympathy. For yeah, that. no. I mean, if anything, I, I, he definitely gets his just desserts. So indeed, <laughs> indeed. I mean, part what, that's kind of one of the things I was thinking of is what would have happened if he got some sort of professional help. You know, right. would, would he have been? Uh, would have think, things have been different or no? What? No, yeah. I think he would have been put away. Sociopath. <laughs> Yeah, so exactly. Sociopaths cannot be cured. They cannot. It is not a curable condition. So the problem is society doesn't really know how to deal with them. They either go to prison or political office. Or they, yeah, they either go to they either go to prison or they somehow are able to. Stay in check and, and they become politicians and CEOs. Yeah, and CEOs. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and sometimes podcasters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, the person that doesn't show up gets talked about. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, so I thought the way this movie built up was really pretty interesting and the relationship between these kids is they're is they're discovering not only that they have these new powers that they didn't have before and honestly the biggest mystery of the movie is why uh and i guess ultimately it doesn't matter but they also discovered that the power their individual powers amplify when they're together and when they're apart their powers aren't as strong. Um, well, at least for, for most of them, Ben seems to become the exception to the so rule. The one sister, the one sister seems to be getting stronger too, the, the um, autistic one. True, true. Um, but I thought it was really interesting because they never really give you a clear set of rules um, around these powers and how powerful they are and what powers exactly they have and what they don't and how it all works, which I, I thought was a fairly bold choice for a movie like this. Well, and I think it works because we've got kids that really don't understand their powers anyway, so we're mm -hmm. kind of watching from the outside, and we're wondering just as much as the kids are wondering, and I'm glad it's never really resolved, in, you know, to where our mystery is not a mystery. It stays a mystery, and I like that a lot. I'm sorry, Kevin, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I also thought it was uh, really neat how this movie trusted its audience because um, there are some things that are that are 
not spelled out explicitly and yet are clear as day. Um, for instance, um, after Ben has lost it and is now just flat out the bad guy, uh, there's that one scene where the father is taking the girls back in after visiting Aisha's memorial, and there's that dude walking up behind them. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody ever says, oh, Ben is controlling him. Uh, and we never see a shot of Ben concentrating on controlling him, and yet it is absolutely positively the case that Ben is controlling him. <laughs> exactly. Yep. At the end of the movie, though, when, uh, you know, the, kind of the final showdown, there were kids there that were kind of watching this happen. It's like they sensed it. Like they sensed something happening, which kind of tells me that well, I thought maybe there were more of it. it. I thought they were part of it, and that's why he got overwhelmed. This is fantastic. This is exactly the conversation I wanted to have, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they had powers, and they gave them to her. They they helped, they gave her their powers to her so she could fight him off and kill him. Because the first time I saw the movie, I was looking at it the way Kevin was looking at it. And the second time I watched the movie, I started wondering if it's what Barrett was saying. Um, so that's fascinating that you two both had those those two different viewpoints yeah. of of that scene. Phil, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, ch- I changed my uh, my uh, microphone because uh, the other one was a delay, but this one uh, I think is not a delay anymore. But uh, what what I got here is that I think Ida, which is the the lead girl, right? I think mm-hmm. she had no powers. And ah, really, she did at the end when she made her cast explode. <laughs> Well, yeah. that is true. That, that's true. Mm-hmm. But that's the so only thing she she did. That and her leg seemed to be healed. Yeah, that's true. But otherwise, I think you're completely correct. She did not have powers until that moment. It might have been, like, the necessity of the situation that drove her to mm-hmm. finally breaking through. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was quite interesting. Yeah, so, Phil, what yeah, was your, exactly. did you hear the discussion we were having about the kids at the end? Um, yeah, uh, if you could repeat it once more, because when you were talking about it was when I was switching the microphones. Basically, uh, Kevin and Barrett had, had opposing viewpoints uh, uh, on that last scene with the, with the psychic battle, uh, and I had actually experienced both points of view in my two viewings of the movie. Uh, the first time I watched the movie, I thought that all the kids on the balcony – uh, just knew something was going on and were watching, uh, which is which is what Kevin was seeing. And then the second time I watched the movie, I thought, wait a minute, do these kids also have powers and are they joining in the fight against Ben? Uh, which is what Barrett saw when he watched the movie. Yeah, I, I actually um, felt it was the what Barrett was watching. And the reason I think that, or at least they had some sort of, psychic thing. And the reason I feel that way is because there was a scene earlier in the film when Ben uh, freaks out and someone's up on the balcony watching him. And I don't know if it was the other little girl uh, from the the third family or if it was just some random uh, girl. And at that point when he's freaking out, he touches the swing set and, and bends the metal. And it, mm-hmm. also Ida and her sister hold hands. And I think it was uh, like Ida, this was when she didn't have any powers and, and she could just feel something was up. So I'm thinking that 
the, the, all those children were, were beginning to feel similar to what I was feeling at that moment in the playground. And the girl up on the balcony was feeling when she was looking at Ben and he was freaking out. Mm. But yeah, that's what, where I came from. So which one do you finally lean to, Eric, since you said you said I, both? I don't. I, I'm still unsure. Um, because it was clear at the end of the movie that when Ida walks up to Anna and holds her hand, um, it's like a booster, right? It, it boosts her powers and, and helps her to, to fight Ben more effectively because when they were going one-on-one, clearly Anna lost that round, right? Uh, right. She ended up getting knocked down to her knees. Um, so when yeah. Ida walks up and holds her hand clearly her power is boosted and maybe the other kids watching if they also had powers were were helping Anna as well I don't know if it can happen from that distance and that's one of the weird things about that and not having any rules around these powers right uh, we, we don't know <laughs> but well, I thought it was an intriguing possibility yeah and, and to be honest that you know my, my referral to the scene I was talking about um Maybe that was the exact scene, the end scene. I can't it was. Know. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, so all that. So yeah. So now that I, I, I pieced it back together as the end scene instead of a scene earlier in the film, like I mistakenly um, suggested at first, um, then then yeah, I, I most certainly felt exactly what you were saying, uh, Barrett. Then, um, and that's what happened. At least that's how I feel. But the interpret. As, as you said, Eric, can go either the way. Question sure. I, excuse me. The question I have for that then is, so why would the kids, I mean, how would they know uh, kind of who's, wh- uh, what what side of the ring to, to, to Remember, to they could read him. minds. So that might have been part of it, all, a big mind meld, because they were able to get certain things from the other's minds, and maybe they had all already touched on her at some point, or she had touched on them. And so they had had the feeling of who they would want to support. I mean, he was definitely exuding evil. So, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It's just the question is, is I, I think my question is, did they did they actually know? I think I mean, so. Did, I don't know I, uh, what. I think so. I think they did. Okay. I mean, that that's the feeling I got from watching it. But you know, everybody. Well, I, mean, I don't. I don't think my from what's presented is, is in the movie. I was just going to say, I don't think from what's presented in the movie, you can prove it either way. No, you um, can't. That's just like, yeah. Well, and it also <laughs> comes down to it not being explained once throughout the film. Everything is we have to piece it together ourselves. And, you know, we're, we're generally saying, okay, when they're together, they're more powerful and things like that. And, and, and I just slowly begins to awaken, if you want to call it awakening. Um, and so with the children on the balcony, it could be argued that they all are just get awakening as well. Now, like you right. said, Kevin, no, that, that, that's absolutely possible take. to just have, have no solid evidence. That's all. Yeah. I mean, um, even the dog. In, in that scene, knew something was up. 
Dude, that scene was so fucking awesome because uh, the dog was freaking out. The babies were freaking out. <laughs> it's just like every everybody except for the adults knew something was going on. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I will um, say one thing about the dogs. Hmm. Oh, I was just going to say uh, in a non-related note. And I think I even texted it to you, Eric. Um, the adults were were pretty crappy parents because after the older boy was killed on the bridge, the very next day all the parents were still letting the kids out. And if it was my kids, I say, "Well, we're going to stay in for a little bit until we well, figure out what's going on." Aisha's mom kept yeah. her. Oh no, they they most a lot of them actually had yeah, the kids stay in. I mean, it was only well, and the, I think they uh, caught right, the guy. I, I, right? I couldn't believe I couldn't believe they let Ida parents let her out but yeah maybe, maybe it was because they caught the guy you're right yeah no. that's what i was thinking they caught the guy right away and so because he was under control and didn't even know what he did <laughs> well i thought it was funny that i his mom was like hey you never go on a foot bridge do you and she's like no i don't and then she immediately goes there right, right. <laughs> and then she, it's like well i wasn't going to but now that you mentioned it yeah yeah, but but Ben, he, he sealed his fate when he killed um, the other girl, and I forget her name. Oh, and that was horrible. Oh, well, that was, he made her mom do it. How fucking evil is that? Yeah, I know. Well, and then, and, well but in that scene, the the scene after when when the father sits Ida down and says some adults are are a little sick in the head, and and you know it's just like a medical condition, and I was like, oh my god. But influenced by Ben to kill her daughter, you know, oh, right. the guy literally ruined, supposed to know that. ruined the whole family. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. No, but I, I always I have that speech with my my kids, you know, when they ask why someone did something or, or you know, why this band member of, you know, some music group is, isn't with us any longer or whatever. And so I have to explain that a lot to my kids. And that, so I have that talk all the time for my kids. But, um, it was it's just so heart wrenching because the mother killed her daughter didn't even want to and so this Ben kid he destroyed an entire family. Yeah because he's an evil scumbag. Yes. Well he killed his own <laughs> mom, so nobody is sacrosanct at that point. <laughs> That's true. He he did kill his own mom too. And and then uh it's it's heartbreaking too because his sister, the the autistic girl, knows what's going to happen, and so she wants to go out and help the other girl. And of course, her mother doesn't let her go out. And another girl is um, vulnerable to Ben because yep. yep. he's all alone. And well, and, you know, and, and that was one of the, the interesting aspects guy. of this movie for me with the relationship between the children is that Aisha had a special connection with Anna, right? And and could hear her thoughts. And also, I don't know, again, no rules, so we don't know, but uh, was helping her be able to talk and express herself. And I think part of the reason Ida was so shitty to her sister at the beginning of the movie is because she just thought she wasn't a real person. Uh, she didn't realize that there were there were thoughts and feelings going on because she never said anything or reacted to anything. And once right. Aisha bridged that communication gap 
and started to be able to show that, oh, yeah, uh, when when you pinch her, it actually hurts like hell. She just can't say anything. Uh, you know, uh, she can feel pain. Um, I think or that's when it's first done on that she's been a really crappy sister um, and that she can do better. Yeah, or put glass in her shoe. I mean, there's there's that one scene when Aisha, you know, sits there, looks at her foot, and it's all covered in blood because mm-hmm. that's how uh, Anna's is. And then she looks down again, and it's done. I mean, it's not there anymore. And it was the same thing when Aisha was looking at her mother, and there was right. blood trickling down her forehead. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. so she see it's she kind of has that. It's like she has a link with both Anna and Ben because she sees what they're, she kind of sees what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember her ever seeing what's going on with Anna, but uh, our, uh, I don't, I mean with I, uh, Ida, but uh, right, right. Yeah, well, that's but yeah, she doesn't express any powers up until the very end, so that's why. Well, but, I mean, yeah, but, I, but I think for did. me, my oh, favorite part of the yeah. movie. My favorite part of the movie, and it's kind of going along these lines, is when, um, you know, because they said, what was it, Ben is a turd head or something, something stupid, you know, and that, that sets them off. Turd. Yep, yeah. Yeah, Ben is a turd, you know, and it's like, and it's one of those, it's like, yeah, right, yeah, we just, good grief, we called each other worse than that when we were growing up, it's like, oh, yeah, right, well, you know, you're a turd, oh, yeah, well, you're a this, you know, and it's, it's going back and forth, and it's just... Like, and he just it just sets him off, and then um, he's like ready to it. He, he throws, uh, uses his powers, and throws Aisha down. And then Anna, like all of a sudden, just steps up, and mm-hmm. she's not even looking at him. She's still she's still autistic, but she's kind of doing like she's standing in between them, and they have this face off, you mm-hmm. know. And it's just this power just exudes. And I I was very impressed with that scene. Unfortunately, you know. Uh, I mean, Ida got in trouble with it because she got that piece of wood stuck in her leg. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, it was, and it made, and I think that's what made Ben think, okay, uh, this Anna is pretty powerful, and that's why I think he wanted to. But the thing is, I think he also figured out that it's Aisha and her together is was really the powerhouse, and that was his threat. That's why he had mm-hmm. to kill one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, actually, the reason he decided to kill him is because, well, he's they, yeah, right, because they didn't. He didn't. They wanted to stop him from doing the terrible things. Because at first, they all liked him, right? I mean, they were. He was a friend of theirs, and then he was just did terrible things, and and they they started saying, "Oh my God, this kid is this kid's bad news." I mean, not just bad mm-hmm. news, but like you said, a, a serial killer in the making, you know. Well, I mean, as I remembered, uh, Ida has the conversation with her mother. It's like, what do you do if the kid, if somebody is bad? It's just, right. what do you notify an adult? And she's like, well, what if the adults, you know, what if you can't do that? And, you know, she's just, you're just going to have to do something else. And they realize, she realizes, it's like, yeah, she can't say, oh, yeah, by the way, Mom, you know, Anna and Ben and Aisha, they, you know, we all have these powers that we can do stuff, and Ben is... Ben broke that kid's leg and made that one kid, you know, made that one guy, you know, murder the bully. You know, it's just, the mother's going to be like, okay, you're not going anywhere for a while, you know, <laughs> much less right. right now. So, I mean, it's, 
So she realizes I, we have to take care of this ourselves. Right. Yeah, that, that was, that was, yeah, I was character arc was, uh, was pretty interesting. Now, uh, I, I, how did she break her her leg again? I, I forgot. A car <laughs> hit her. That was a cool scene, too, because that was a cool she scene. jumped out of the way, and her leg still got hit, and it looked real to me, you know, from, I don't know how they did it, but it looked good. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was probably computer graphics, but, but it, it was really good graphics. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and and... and the reason she was in front of the car, it had something to do with Ben, too. I, I can't remember. She was in that extra world that he somehow right. creates. A plan. She had the plan to push Ben off the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Ben moved over, and, and so it didn't work. Um, but then after he wakes up, he was con- he was controlling her mind and making her see the illusions in the woods. That's and right. that's why she backed out in the middle of the road. That's but right. she held that piece of glass, and she squeezed it, and it brought her out of it. She was smart because yeah, she specifically right. picked that up for that. It seemed like that's where to I defend think. herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a a tough movie. That's what you have to watch. I'll tell you that. It was tough. Yeah. Well, and that's part of what makes it so good, though. Yeah. Right. Right. Because like, if there were if there were no stakes, it, it wouldn't be. Is, is disturbing, right? Yeah, yeah you right. grow to hate him. You don't immediately hate him. You dislike him because he starts out not real great. But actually, Ida seems worse than him in the beginning. Yeah, I was texting right. Phil saying she's like doing some really nasty stuff, pinching her sister, the glass. I was like, man, she's she's the antagonist. <laughs> yeah, and I kept that, and I kept on saying, nope, nope. <laughs> but well, you know what the thing is, is that like the. But, Go ahead, Kevin. The, the uh, I mean, we also kind of see the potential in Ida because I mean, she just looked at that worm and stomps on it, and oh, that was terrible. I don't know if I mean it's it's not I mean a worm compared to a, a cat or a human is is different, you know, in many ways. But you know, you kind of see the what what she's like, or where or what or the way she could become. Yeah, right. It's like you see her as a potential sociopath, but then she she changed at a good time, and so she's no longer, no, really no longer a sociopath, and you know we're not going down that that route. Also, also that um, you, you know the things that Ida did, they were mostly either stinker type things or things that she didn't know the true consequences. So even though she put glass in the shoe where you know we're talking about a you know a six-year-old or an eight-year-old not thinking through you know if she's a little older unless she was a true sociopath i don't think she would have put the glass there but to her it was just like pinching i think and so and pinching is just being a stinker so fortunately it was enough to make us not like her character at the beginning but it wasn't enough to make us think she was Ben, basically. Well, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of interesting because when she first meets Ben, that's one of the first things she does is pinch Hannah, and they're both giggling about that's being right. able to pinch her. Yep. Uh, so maybe that's what puts it in Ben's head, like, 
oh, well, maybe she'll think it's cool if I drop this cat down the stairs. Yep. She's just like me. Yeah, maybe. She's... Yeah. I don't know. I, I just assumed that Anna... I mean, Ida was just being stupid, uh, you know, and, and not really thinking it through. And then Look, when, was. And then when she pinches her sister and her sister doesn't make a reaction, I just assumed she thought it was interesting and not to be cruel necessarily. No, and that's the point I was trying to make earlier, talking about the development of their relationship once Aisha was able to help her start to communicate. Yeah. Uh because once Anna started to to communicate through Aisha, uh, Ida said something like, it doesn't hurt. And Aisha was like, actually, yes, it does. She just can't see anything. <laughs> she feels it entirely. Um, right. And that's when Ida started to turn around her attitude as far as her treatment of Anna. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It makes it real. It's like, oh. Yeah. I mean, it gets to the point where she's hugging her. Yeah. Well, she started asking her mom more questions about her about things, just in general. Right. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, just, just the fact that she just grabbed—I mean, she she takes her and it just hugs her. I mean, in like an actual like, you know, I love my sister type of hug, and you know that really that 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 shows the development there. Right. There was also that moment at the end of the movie right before um, right before she heads up. I, I can't remember the timing exactly. It's either before she heads off to try and push Ben off the bridge or when she heads out to help uh, uh, Anna uh, win the fight. Uh, but she specifically like gives her mom a great big hug because she knows it's the last time she might see her. Right. Yeah, I think it was yeah. right before her, uh, her going to, to push... Ben off the bridge. I think it was yeah, a, I think you're right. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then she hugs her at the end too. Oh man, was that yeah. a great head fake? Away when when you think that Ben's controlling her mom for a second? Yes, that you was see her good. With a knife in the kitchen, you're like, oh no, not again. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot something. I got to go to the store. <laughs> Yeah, right. But yeah, there, there was some uh, real cruelty in this film. I mean, when when I, I know the the mother is suspected to be abusive to Ben, uh, but my God, that cruelty that he does to her, it's just terrible. I mean, the, the boiling water, of hot dogs, and oh, that was horrible, and, and, and the, you the could see them. Blisters on her legs. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, and, and, and and the worst part for me is that she wasn't dead yet. No, uh, she wakes up later and begs him to call nine one one, and he doesn't. And that's that's where I was just like, oh yeah, he's just gone to the dark side forever. Yeah, he's he was yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, those, those cast iron things. You, you could take one. I mean. You know, usually in, in a film like this, you would you would see someone take the cast iron thing and just slam it on someone's head and crack their head open or something. Here, it was more how I would I always think of how a cast iron uh, pan would hurt someone, which is like like for example, all he did was like toss it up in the air with his power and have it fall right on her head, and it doesn't look 
horrendous, but you just know it is because mm-hmm. if it didn't hit her head and it just fell to the ground, that those things just falling like five, six feet would crack tiles, you know? I mean, and oh yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, holy, sh-. that one freaked me out as much as the cat had because of just knowing cast iron and how dangerous they can be if you use them like as a weapon. It's like, Jesus Christ. And then, then right after he pours the, the hot water or hot dogs on her, it's like, what the f- Oh, my God. That was just terrible. The moral of the story is always use a microwave. <laughs> yes, that's what you were telling me. And right. treat your children well. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. I, I don't. I don't. To be honest, I bet you he could could have tr- treated her, treated him as kind as the best mother in the world, and I still think he would have done something terrible. He was something wrong. I don't know. Well, I'm not sure of that. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they they say sociopaths can either both be created or are born that way, or a combination of both. both. Well, yeah. I think it's always both. There's something in their physiology plus their environment that helps them get to where they are. Kind of like a nature-nurture type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can have it in your nature, but, you know, if if it's not nurtured, then something could, um, what you call it, I mean, then it it just doesn't come out. Yep. Or or if it's channeled in a certain way, like you said, CEOs and politicians are... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also thought it was interesting that uh, there was only one married couple in the movie, right? Uh, Ida and Anna's parents are the only ones that are still a couple. The other two have single moms. Yep. Yep. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and I I don't know. I'm I'm thinking that was a uh, low-income housing, Mm -hmm. but I'm not really sure. Because it was strange because Ida and Ida's parents seemed like they were doing well. But for some reason, they were living in that complex while the other parents... I, I'm I'm not going to try and under, pretend I understand life in Norway. Norway. Because I don't. Yeah. They do things differently than we do. But apparently yeah. people are happier there. Yeah, I guess. Uh, not in this movie, though. Take it out. <laughs> no, not in this movie. <laughs> not in this movie. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm beginning to think it's all a farce, and they suck over there too. But, <laughs> well, all people suck all in some way or another. Suck. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, let's see. Uh, what else did we want to bring up? Um, I guess the development of the powers. Um, Imagine, imagine what Ben would have been in ten years. Oh my oh, God, man. what a monster! Yes. Oh yeah, what, what was that? What was that? You would have controlled the world with. with uh, It'd be like Brightburn. Uh, yeah, that's the one. That's right. what it was about. The, thank you. That's the word. Yeah, I was going to say the guy from the office was in, and it, it's Brightburn. Yeah, it would be something like Brightburn. Brightburn. Yeah. By the way, Phil, you're the only person that thinks of that movie that way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. Lacey Lou, she said the same thing. The uh, oh, uh, boy. boy from the office. Yeah. The movie was Roy for the office. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, to, to see him just move uh, a wine bottle cap to snapping 
uh, a tree trunk. It was like nuts. Was like, or, or a leg from like a mile away. Oh, oh, not a mile, but that was it was a long way. <laughs> that that legs like this movie was so well made because that leg scene, man. They give you like thirty seconds leading up to the uh, like you just know what's coming. You're like, oh god, oh god, oh no, oh no, it's snap. But you know what though? You know what that it, it no matter how bad that was, just the, the first horrible thing he does as they're running up the stairs. And, and he goes, let's go uh, a few more stairwells up, a little further, a little further. And they're carrying a cat, and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and I go, no, no, no. And then they drop and they picked like, that cat oh, up. I was like, oh, you sons of bitches better not kill a cat. Well, and then, <laughs> and then they drop it down the stairs, and thank God they didn't show it. But, like, you see the cat go out of the frame, and yeah, then – the sound design, you just hear the railing <laughs> off the railing. You're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. And then it's just laying there, hurt. And he goes, you think it's dead? Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, it's not. And he goes, Should we kill it? Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. I, this is, this is, well, and the thing is, my cats, when I'm playing with them, uh, every once in a while, if I'm just, like, wrestling around with them, I'll... I'll, I'll grab them by the head and say, crush your skull! <laughs> and, like, the next day, I spent all day explaining to my cats that I would never actually crush their skull. <laughs> you, you know that they didn't... When that, when that, that, that scene happened, I, one of my cats was sitting... One of my cats was next to me, and, I, I mean, this was... This is my... I have to admit, I have a favorite, and, and this is her, and I'm holding on to her, I'm snuggling on to her, and I'm Don't like, look. I'll never... I will never do that to you. I will never, never do that to you. You're my sweet little girl. I will never, ever, ever do that to you. And all that sort of thing. And she's just kind of looking at me like, I'm getting love. This is good. You know, I have no idea what he's saying. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing that's so upsetting about the scene is that animal, you know, you know, I, like my dog, she's sitting next to me, laying next to me or whatever. I'm scratching or whatever. And, you know, we, we could just do anything we want to these animals because they're not expecting us to do anything mm-hmm. terrible. And because they trust us, and then this kid does this, and it's like, what? I, ugh, I, it was Eric. I hate you. I was screaming. <laughs> Don't hate me. I didn't kill a cat. I know, but you made me watch this movie. I would have rather not seen it. <laughs> so I you want to watch movies where nothing bad happens? Well, I don't know, but it's not really a movie. Okay the I like those called Disney movies. It's just called life. Uh, <laughs> it's not even that way. <laughs> and then the cast iron. I was like, God damn it. It was just like t- terrible. The whole thing's terrible. And, it's and, they, terrible. and then they go no, it's a horror movie. And then they <laughs> go there and they kill Aisha and it's like, no way. I can't believe it. This movie yeah. is this movie is brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. I'll give you that. It's brutal. It's definitely brutal. Dan Dan almost didn't like he, he confessed on a scantity uh the next week uh, that he almost, he almost bailed on me because uh, he said there, there were like three, three or four times when he's like, okay, th- he's thinking to himself, when am I going to do that? Like, just tell Eric that I have to go. Okay. I got to go. Uh, but, but then he made it past Aisha and everything was okay. Past that. What about his wife? How did she like this one? She seems to like it fine. 
Right. Yeah, maybe she's more like, brave than the rest of us or something. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I was more like Dan. Like yeah. this, uh, this if is, I knew if I knew if I knew about the cat scene, I would have bailed. <laughs> if if we weren't watching this film for the podcast, I would have just shut it off at that point. I go, this movie sucks. What's the second cat that's been killed in like movies this yeah, year? I'm well, like, you know come what it on, man. Pretty bad. You know what it reminds me? There's a movie you you haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah, what There's movie is that? Three. What's that one? Do you really want me to tell you? Yeah, the, the other one. Firestarter. Oh, okay. Oh, right. I saw that. Yeah, that was that was one of the other ones. You're right. Yeah, but, but Barrett, you know what this reminded me of? This this one, the, the death was Babadook and, and the dog. And that pissed me off. <laughs> and, and this, this yeah, but it wasn't a real dog, so... Well, I'll tell you one thing. This movie's better than the Babadook, so so at least I could tolerate this. But the Babadook was fucking stupid. Shoot on language guy. It was a fantastic movie. Yeah, I don't think so. I hated that movie, but <laughs> but the kill, that dog death. Damn. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about you, Phil, and I'm 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 trying not to criticize you for this, um, but to to, to me. Showing the death of an animal in a movie, in a horror movie, that upsets you is part of the effectiveness of the movie. It's supposed to upset you. Uh, so I, I don't understand why you hate movies that do a good job. Well, I, I, I'll, say, I'll say this. At least in this film, the character that did it, you're supposed to hate. While in mm-hmm. Babadook, they were, they, were, they were trying to make you like the mother. And so... I'll go, no, this, no. So this movie, you're right. This movie, The Innocent, can be forgiven. So uh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> For example, I mean, I liked, what was it, The Last Exorcism, and there was a cat that, that, that died in that one. And even though it bothered me, for some reason, this one... Well, I think, okay, we were talking about you have a cat, you know, this cat trusted the kids... Where you have this barn cat who would rather tear your throat out right. as to look at you. So, I mean, mm. that even though it bothered me, it did not bother me as much as this one. Just like I said, right. it's, it's as if I did something like this to one of my cats who trust me. And well, even like worse, they already heard it and it's prone and he kills it. So right. it's and they, just and like, they show it. And, yeah. and earlier in the film, they show the cat playing with Alicia. You know, yeah, so I'll, I'll confess, I, I never saw it. I did avert my eyes. Yeah, uh, you, you're, you're lucky. <laughs> you could, you had to hear the sound, though. Oh, I heard the sound. That was horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I was very upset. <laughs> well, and I'm glad because if anybody watched that and didn't get upset, it means they're a fucking monster. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I I was to the point like bleep this movie. (laughs) Norwegians or Swedes or whatever they call them. I'm just pointing out that it's supposed to upset you. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. Let's see. Uh, Anything else that we wanted to talk about? Did we miss anything? Specific scenes. Um, let's talk about the bridge. Talk about the climax. Talked about Aisha. Talked about the character arc. 
Oh, uh, just um, in general, uh, the concept of somebody being able to control somebody else psychically is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's like <laughs> not a fan. Like, a first level charm skill in, in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> imagine when he gets to seventh level. Can you imagine? I mean, just can you imagine some of the stuff he could have done? It's like it kind of reminds me of um, uh, what was it? The the first uh, it was Bruce Almighty, where mm-hmm. I think it was where he was uh, Jim Carrell uh, from The Office. Uh, Jim Carrell was on the on the on the air doing a newscast and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Carrey's character just makes him go, you know, on, on Which, live. By the uh, way, one of the yeah. funniest scenes in cinema history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, can you imagine if somebody did that to a politician? My fellow American. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's funny. Sorry, <laughs> I, mean, I just, I, I, I don't know. That, see, that kind of fun, you know, but... Ah, uh, but still, yeah. It's, I mean, you could do good things if you had that ability, but you you really have to be careful with. I it. couldn't use that ability because it's a violation of every person you use it on. Yeah, that pretty much. True. Yeah. Well, yeah, the thing is, if you know if somebody's going to murder somebody, then maybe you could use that. Even though it's a violation, you could use that to prevent them from being a murderer. But all right, then you're taking away their free yeah. will. Sorry, folks. Oh. At the same time, though, I mean, if it, like for example, would you would you use that to stop a mass shooter? No, that's a that's a great question. You know, uh, would you use that to stop someone like Adolf Hitler? I think I would, but I'm easily corruptible. Now, <laughs> uh, now, uh, the the thing that was interesting about. Uh, this kid, this Ben kid, was like at the scene when he he goes into his back into his uh, apartment and he lays against the the, the, the door and he goes, "Mommy, mommy!" And he's crying, and it's like that was when I knew he was crying, not because he he missed his mom or that. It was all because it was everything was about him. Everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and he yeah. knew where's his next meal coming from. <laughs> right. Nowhere. Right. Exactly. Well, and, exactly. and if my memory serves me correctly, that was also right after um, he'd pretty much gotten officially shunned from the friend group. Exactly. He got pushed over. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. more sad about that because he realized that nobody really liked him after he did all that crap. Right. But, yeah. yeah, and that's what I mean. He, that's why I didn't like the character or, or feel any pity for him because every time he felt sorry for himself, it was because he was feeling sorry for himself. You know, it, it was not because. Well, he never learned anything situation. different. His mm-hmm. mom didn't really care about him, so why should he yeah. care about other people? Because of their humanity, but you're right. Well, he's, he's not he's, capable he's, of understanding yeah, that. He's he, never shown the example. Right, because yeah. he's a sociopath. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, just love uh, to use that word as many times an episode as possible. Uh, it's my favorite <laughs> word ever. It's my favorite word ever. Yeah. Well, and, you got to admit, this one is pretty easy to use. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this movie is absolutely appropriate. Yeah. Well, but, and, and this you know, one. So, you know. Uses it when we're talking about people shopping for groceries. But 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 this one well that's true. But th- this one was truly 
the, the I, I'm not arguing. Like, like, like if you, if you look at the, the medical list of sociopaths, uh, killing animals, uh, oh, he's star, his depression and sadness is is because of his own uh, issues, not because of of what he's done. You know, now, and, there's so. there's some things that we don't know. Like we don't know if his brain chemistry is messed up. He could have a tumor the size of a grapefruit in his head. We just don't know those things. So. You know, we don't know where his sociopathness is coming from mainly. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we don't know where any characters – I mean, every character in the in the movie could have a, a brain tumor, to be honest. No, I'm, but, just, I'm just giving an example of, like, we don't know where his stems from. We have a pretty good idea that his environment is some of it. Sure. And his powers might come from something that causes him to be a sociopath. Possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you you notice the the two folks with behavioral health issues are the have most, the most power. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I did I like it was how the how um I thought it was interesting how Aisha's powers were a little different. Yeah, and that she was more of a, a communicator. Than a manipulator of things, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, I mean, like when when she sees the blood coming out of her mother's head, mm-hmm. I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" And then it occurred to me, it's like, "Oh, that's the the cast iron from the other woman in right. the next right. apartment." But, she was almost empathic and uh, mind reader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you also, you know, this film isn't an American film because they they ha- had a squish a worm. You can't yeah. do that. <laughs> oh, and also, they're speaking Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah. It was really neat the scenes <laughs> where where uh, the autistic girl and Ben would come, you know, fight each other, and like the ground itself, the particles right. would start moving around their feet. Uh-huh. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. Well, and that was yeah. that's that's one of the things I really enjoyed about this movie is that by showing you that they're clearly showing that there's a significant amount of power being going on, but it's not like uh, massive explosions or anything, right? And even even the climactic moment when they defeat Ben and he's sitting on the the swing, it's still relatively innocuous. Yeah, right. just a just water a rippling. And a bike falls over and some sand blows away. And that's yeah. it. Right. The water yeah. ripple across, going across, back and forth. Right. Yeah. That's right. yeah. yeah. Very neat. I you, thought you the subtlety else, of that battle was really interesting. You know what else is interesting, too, about the film is, is that we can assume before Ada moves in, Ben's powers are minimal at most, and Aisha probably had none. And then the catalyst is, is pretty much Anna, I think. Right? That's because, how, yeah. That's now that you mentioned it, yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, because uh, they move, well, basically the film starts where Ida and Anna and her family move to this apartment complex and they meet the, the kids there, and one of them has to be Aisha and one has to be Ben. And Ben barely can, it can move a pebble. He has to, right. you know, so it's only when. Ayana comes. That's the girl's name, right? The autistic girl, Ayana. Anna. Yep. Anna. Yeah. Uh, when she shows up, that's when everybody's power begins to grow. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, but uh, again, it's not explained why, though. No, but then even even after their initial meeting, it, it seems to be a catalyst for something, some process of their development, uh, because even separately at that point, they continued to gain power. Uh, for instance, uh, well, we'll see what men does, but the, I don't know if you noticed this, the less obvious thing is that uh, Anna becomes able to do her little uh, trick not just with the frisbee that's plastic, but with the pot lid that's metal. Because yep. um, her, her power Spin starts to increase as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's true, too. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, so maybe it isn't even Anna. It's, it's all of them separated. There's no power, really. And then when they all came together, that's when all the power came. And it just looked like Anna was the the um, catalyst simply because she was the one that was added to the group. But if one, I, of the I don't band, think you're necessarily wrong about that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's another one of the, like one of the reasons this movie is so interesting is that we're, we're not given clear, you know, there's no, as Christy would call it, a, well, as you know, Bob moment um, where they explain all the powers and why it's happening and how powerful they are and how powerful they're going to get and how long it's going to take. We don't get any of that. We're figuring that with the kids as it goes along. And I think that's one of the things that makes the movie so effective. Right. Right. Another, another thing that scared me too was when they're at the, the quote unquote tree house and then to prove that he can charm people, and Ida doesn't believe it. Says, "Do it to me," mm-hmm. and he does. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and of course, there's no special effects. It's just telling the actress to step up on the onto the refrigerator that's out in the middle mm-hmm. of the woods, and that's it. But it's enough to have a scene that is suspenseful enough and shows his power. And it says, "Oh my God, this kid, this kid, we already know killed a cat. This is not good." Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So, so it was a, a huge forewarning. It was not good. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, so. Um, and, you know, it was funny, too. I, I liked how he he dies, and he's just sitting there on the, the swing, and no one probably knows that he's even dead yet. They won't find no, out. The, the dead, one kid runs up and like stops and looks at him, and then turns around and runs away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. and, and and he doesn't have a mother anymore because he killed her. So mm-hmm. no one's gonna even notice for a good few hours before suddenly they say, "What's wrong with that kid? Why isn't why is he still out there at nine at night just sitting there?" <laughs> I think right. the, kid, the, the one kid I think even poked at him and and kind of realized so something's not right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, the, again, kids don't, aren't going to do anything about it, so it's going to be an adult that's eventually going to have to find them, or or an older kid say what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. But I, I just like it how he's a piece of garbage, and everybody just ignores him as he's dead, because really that's what he is—he's a piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, random note. Uh, that little thing that Anna had where she could dry on it and then go and it clears itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that thing's cool as hell. I've never seen that before. I wish I had one of those when I was a kid. Yeah, well, I'm, they didn't have them back when we were kids, but right. uh, we, we have one now. Uh, my kids have two of them. Well, two. You know, each has their own. And uh-huh. they're basically, they're almost like etch sketches but better technology. You could draw, like, with a yeah. crayon thing. 
Yeah, exactly. That's and that's what, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's um, um, it has some sort of computer chip in it, but it's not really even a computer, and they're not that expensive. But mm-hmm. they're they're really cool, cool toys. There's no doubt. I, I just never seen one before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hadn't either until about two or three years ago when, when uh, our our friends uh, gave our kids uh, that for for like their birthday or something. So much easier than that's her sketch. Oh, left, right, left, right, left, left, right, right, left, left. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's almost like a uh, graphic designer, you know, that has a uh, a pad where they can draw on, you know. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And actually, that's the last scene of the film too. Is is Anna is using one? She of those. clears it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Slave is blank. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, the best too is when Ida um, tells her that Anna can speak and the mother doesn't believe her. <laughs> right. You know, and then later, unfortunately, it wasn't much later, she finds out that it's true. But they never really have a scene where she apologizes to Ida later saying, yeah, you're right. I apologize. I didn't believe you. Well, because shortly after that, Aisha dies and that takes the ability to speak away because so it was really Aisha's yeah. acting as the conduit that allowed her to do that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I still would have liked the mother to apologize at one point. Like, you're right, <laughs> yeah, did that would have been appropriate, but hey, yeah. Yeah. a lot yeah. of parents will never apologize to their kids for anything. Right. Sometimes that may be okay because kids can be stinkers. They can be stinkers. Yes, that's why I don't have any. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, anything else anybody wanted to bring up about this film that we missed? Anything? I'm good. Yeah, I guess I uh, Kevin? Barrett? Nope. Nope, I'm upset. All right, sounds good. All right, so uh, that's our review and critique and dissection of the film. Uh, but we could get into some things, you know, maybe what we've been watching or whatnot. So, uh, Eric, are you getting news or any genre stuff that you wanted to mention that uh, our listeners would be curious about? Um, I've mostly been uh, rewatching things. Um, I watched The Northman again with Dan and Susie and Katie, uh, and they seemed to enjoy it. Who's Katie? And then on Sunday, uh, we all. Sorry, what? Who's Katie? Uh, sorry, that's Dan's daughter. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's weird. I've known her since she's 12, and she's now, like, an executive. It freaks me out sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on Sunday, we all went to the theater and saw The Thing. Uh, so that's the first time I've had the opportunity to see The Thing on the big screen. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Had a good time there. And other than that, I'm mainly waiting for these lame streaming services that are releasing episodes week to week to finish the damn season so I can binge it all. <laughs> I'm waiting <laughs> on like three or four different series right now. Um, I'm waiting for the latest season of uh, The Boys. I'm waiting for the latest season of For All Mankind. And I'm waiting for the uh, latest season of... Um, uh, damn it. I can never get the title of this show right. Home Salem Homeland? I think it's called. It's it's the witch army show on Hulu. 
They just mother, mother Motherland Fort Salem is the name of the show. So they just started season three, but there's only one episode. So I'm waiting for all those to drop all their episodes so I can binge them. Gotcha. Uh, anything else, sir? That's it. All right, sounds good. Uh, what about yourself, Barrett? Um, let's see. I saw Top Gun Maverick. Not really horror, but uh, that was pretty good film. I was pretty impressed, actually. It's um, good. It's good. It's good to yeah, play. it's a good time. Yeah, it, it was way better than I expected. Um, it wasn't one that I would have normally gone to. I would have waited for at home, but uh, my wife wanted to see it, and so did her mom. So I got to see it with them. Um, and I, I was on the big screen was the right choice. Yeah, it, it was really impressive how they brought it all together. So I, I suggest seeing it. Um, if you've seen the first one, it's better than the first, I think, um, in lots of ways. Um, and then, let's see, I've been watching Kenobi. Uh, finale was yesterday. Thought that was really, really good. Um, I know some people are criticizing it, but I I enjoyed the heck out of it. It, it gave me everything I wanted. Um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, we've been watching the Orville and the Boys. So a lot of stuff going on, and but coming out weekly, and I'm not waiting to binge it like Eric. <laughs> what, what's Orville? Oh, it's a Star Trek like show. Um, it's on okay. Hulu. Yeah, it started on Fox, I believe, and then moved to uh, Hulu for the newest okay. season. Gotcha, gotcha. So regular channel Fox, like regular. It was regular channel Fox. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane, and uh, it moved to Hulu for its third season. Um, and so I think Hulu has it all, like all three seasons. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, sounds good. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Didn't you watch some film called The Adored or something? The Thriller or something like that? I did watch The Adored. I watched it for um, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, our LGBTQ Pride Month uh, celebration. Uh, It was a really good movie, and you should listen to the podcast. Very good. Uh, Any Resident Evil Village? No Resident Evil Village. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Kevin, what do you got? Uh, well, let's see. Um, see, I, I'm uh, Peaky Blinders. The final season has come out, so I just I watched one or two episodes of that one. Uh, I'm waiting for the last of I mean the final two episodes of Stranger Things to come out. Because uh, Nancy and I, my Nancy, my wife and I watched the, watched all of them. And she didn't know that they were going to cut it off at a certain point, you know. And I, uh, so when I told her, she's like, "Oh, they did that." Uh, she was really irritated. So yeah, the, yeah, so I, 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 I'm with her on that one. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm watching. I I didn't see the last Kenobi yet, so I'll I have to I have to wait. I'll probably watch it tomorrow. And uh, oddly enough, because um, earlier, I don't remember if it was, I, can't think, I think it was last week, it was like an anniversary of Superman, like when Superman started. And so my wife and I, we watched the first two Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah, it is. They, they're on HBO Max. And we just, it was a lot of fun to watch those again. Um 
And then I just figured, okay, so I started watching the animated series because I have never actually, I've only seen maybe one or two of them. But so I'm starting to watch them all the way through because I was always more of a Batman guy and never was, and I wasn't that interested in Superman when it came out. But, um, what no, it's, uh, huh? What about Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman? So this is, so what? Um, I, I was interested in <laughs> Superman. I was interested in Batman. Okay, I watched Batman, and then Superman came out, and so I didn't really watch it that much because I was more interested in watching Batman. And then, then so now I'm watching the Superman series because I've also watched all of the the Justice League ones. So, um. There's a, a a lot of adult theme humor in that in, in those, and it's it's kind of interesting to see. Because um, if you're a kid, you don't get it, but then as as you get older, you start getting it, uh, and it's and it was fun. That's all, all right. I got. That's all I got. All right. Uh, let's see. For me, um, just uh, continue playing video game Life is Strange: True Colors. Um, it's kind of a a uh, adventure game type thing, and there's a, a superpower of the, of the girl, the lead girl that you play, um, that can feel the the um, emotions of of the people around her. So uh, it's a mystery type of game, and it's, it's really good. So uh, I've been playing that still, and uh, that's about it. Uh, don't watch much TV except for movies for the podcast. Uh, I haven't watched any TV shows or or anything, so uh, or movies. So yeah, it's pretty much it. Nothing else. All right. So uh, now, uh, Kevin, uh, let me go back to you for a second. Uh, offline, you were talking about some books that you you were reading that that may interest some of the listeners. Well, I, it's, it's not horror. It's science fiction. It, it's fantasy. Uh, growing up. Uh, and actually, Eric uh, also did this: is that we uh, we read these series of books. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce them, but we pronounced them Shannara, uh, the Sword of Shannara, the Elstones of Shannara, the Wish Song of Shannara, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, uh, I decided to listen uh, to. On, I'm on Audible, so I decided to re, uh, listen to Sword of Shannara again because it's been oh good grief over 30 years since I last uh, even read those. And it's it's just enjoyable. I'm feeling nostalgic. And then I also got, and I haven't listened to it yet, the Thomas Covenant books. Um, the, and those are going to be interesting to listen to again as well. And uh, who's the author for the, the first group of books? Well, the, the Shannara, uh, Terry Brooks, and the oh, other yeah. ones... And the uh, Thomas Covenant, like the uh, Lord Fowl's Bane, Ill Earth War, Power That Preserves, all that, that's um, uh, Stephen R. Donaldson. Very good. Very good. All right. Sounds good. Um, all right. So uh, before we get into our final thoughts on this film here, The Innocence, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with somebody that you named a few times already tonight, a guy named Dan. Yeah, I do a podcast with my buddy Dan. Uh, it's a general interest podcast called the Ascanity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find out wherever we got this one. 
And also, uh, Eric, uh, me, you, and Mike are about to restart a podcast that has been on hiatus. Ah, yeah. Uh, we're going back in for Bullets, Brothels, and Bots. Season 4 of Westworld is uh, premiering this coming Sunday. Uh, so we're going to get back into that. Fingers crossed. Um, we all walked away from last season a little disappointed. So hopefully we'll get back on track. Indeed. All right. And uh, Barrett, uh, myself and you with a group of rotating uh, hosts have uh, been doing a podcast. Yeah, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. We are currently um, doing June Pride Month, uh, LGBTQ Month. Uh, we are watching lesbian art house movies. We are currently in our fourth week, so our fourth movie will will be getting reviewed next Tuesday. Um, and we have reviewed three other movies, um, Ride or Die, Bear, and The Adored. That's right. And that's B-A-R-E, not the animal, Eric. Not the awesome animal. Yeah, not the, not awesome. the awesome animal. So, very good, very good. Um, all right, and um, there's other podcasts that will be coming up, popping up here and there. Cinema a la carte has a couple episodes that are coming out uh, where me and Eric and Mike uh, uh, review uh, other genre type films. Uh, then we have uh, a couple other podcasts that may be coming up uh, in August. Uh, related to TV shows that we'll uh, discuss and uh, see who uh, is going to join us. And uh, we'll get into those sooner when uh, we get to August. Uh, also, um, uh, we do have uh, the Mystic Meetup. Uh, what is the Mystic Meetup? It's uh, a thing that uh, the Dark Discussions podcast does yearly, except for the last two years because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, but we're uh, restarting it up again this year, uh, basically August weekend. Uh, the Dark Discussions crew will be at Mystic, Connecticut, where we are going to all meet up at Mystic Pizza. And then uh, the next day, Saturday, that'll be Friday night. And then the next day, uh, we'll, we all go to a movie together and lunch. And then we do a, a, a live podcast right there uh, at the tables. And we talk about the film that we saw. And so it's a great way to uh, meet up with all the people in the podcast, so myself, Barrett, uh, Barrett's wife, Kevin, Kevin's wife, um, maybe my wife and kids, I'm not sure yet, uh, Eric will be there, co-host Mike will be there, Leo Pond of the Dorkening Network will be there, as well as his wife, um, Melissa Potter may be showing up from uh, her podcast that she does uh, in another network, and then uh, a few other people as well, Anthony Thurber may be showing up, um, so uh, it's a good time to uh, meet up with all of us. If you're interested, you can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com and just put Mystic in the title or just hit us up at the Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group uh, where you can find uh, all of us and then you can also just instant message us uh, on um, uh, Facebook where you can uh, I am uh, me on Facebook and uh, give you all the details including hotels, um, airports that are nearby, um, the itinerary that's going to go on and all that other stuff. Uh, so the more the merrier. Uh, this this year we're going to have a, a good crew as well. Uh, so that's pretty much it. That so uh, I guess we can get into our final thoughts on this film here, The Innocent. So uh, Eric, what do you got? Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think it's one of the reasons I enjoy watching horror films is that they they just they don't follow your Hollywood formula. Um, 
and so therefore they can surprise me a little bit more than American-made films usually do. Um, and that was the case here. I really enjoyed the movie. I thought the child acting was incredible. Um, and if you can deal with subtitles, I would highly recommend checking it out. It's probably going to make my top ten for the end of the year. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Kevin. I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm mixed on this one. I mean, it was well put together. It was fantastic. Um, like a good story. It's it's just that one scene with the cat. I mean, I, I could take a lot of things, but that is one of those things that that really that really got to me. Uh, I mean, I could be disturbed by a lot of things in the movie, but in a movie, but that one, I. Um, so I mean, if you're gonna, if you are going to watch it, you know, somebody recommends it to you. Just know that there's a, a really nasty scene with a cat, and but <laughs> removing that, it was fantastic. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I'll add. I agree with the cat scenes, but I also agree with the, the uh, to add the cast iron scene and the boiling pot of hot dog scene. That those were were pretty pretty hard to watch as well. Um, the film definitely had some cool moments. Um, I'm not sure where I would put this film. At one point when I was watching it, I, I was saying, "Yeah, this ain't going to be on my list." Period. Um, but it may make it somewhere. I don't know if it's a top 10, but it still could make my top 20. Uh, there's a possibility that uh, the cast iron may be my death or yeah, the I, I'll, since she did die, the death of the year, that, that like freaked me out completely. Um, so it did stuff right if you like horror films, but it also is definitely a film that I would not recommend for everybody because of the type of um, violence that's in it. Uh, it's, it's it's not gore or anything like that, but it's it's definitely realistically, uh, psychologically damaging to myself. It was horrendously. I was just I don't even want to think about it anymore. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's a it's a good film. Uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Yeah, I love this film. I thought it was really well done, um, and I definitely suggest watching it. And that's coming from someone who doesn't love watching movies with subtitles, so take that for what it is. Um, I agree with everything Eric said about this. Uh, it's a great movie. All right, and I would tell both Sean Fox and Amy Rain to not watch this film because of what, the same reason Kevin uh, mentioned. So just a heads up there. Um, all right, so uh, once again, this film's called The Innocents, uh, directed by Eskil Voigt. Uh, and I believe he wrote it as well. Uh, film stars a all Norwegian uh, cast. Uh, film, uh, as Eric mentioned, uh, uh, played at numerous festivals, including Cannes, including Cannes, it was there, and it won uh, uh, some awards uh, at Fantastic Fest, as uh, Eric mentioned. Uh, the film is already available anywhere VOD is found, where you can purchase it or rent it. Um, and that's pretty much all we got there. So uh, with all that stated, Eric, why don't you leave us out? All right. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about the innocence. Come back next week. We'll have another topic.